Hey, hello, everybody. This is Cindy Novotny. I'm here to kick off another episode to My Secrets to Stamina. For all of you new listeners, I want to welcome you. We're thrilled to have you join us. To everybody who has helped put us in the top 50% of podcasts in 2022, we are so glad to have you back. You know, since we launched this podcast, I've been talking about what my secrets are to living with no balance and loving it. You know, I get incredible feedback. I talk to so many different people and I recognize that my balance isn't what everybody wants, but it's your balance. You got to figure it out so you have a good life. I love the fact that everybody listening and whatever role you have, you want to improve, live life to the fullest and have a great time. Everybody's got a dream, everybody's got a journey, and my goal is to help you be successful and live the life you want. They've deemed me the radical mentor for a reason, and I'm here to help you live that life without the standard definition of balance. So here's to doing it again. Let's do this. So today, I could not be more excited to have the best boss babes in the world. Debbie and Lauren Kovacs are lifelong friends, and I mean this because we have been around together since our kids were little. And now, of course, Lauren's not, you know, the little girl anymore, but I, I consider her still the little girl to me. She uh, was good friends with my daughter, Debbie and I, and, and our families were neighbors. We absolutely have the same look on life, having fun. They are the top real estate agents in the nation. And in here in Southern California, everybody knows them. It's a mother and daughter duo our original Kodo girls. Clearly, we'll talk about that. They're hysterical. They've got so much insight to share. Working moms, grandmas, and like me, have learned how to make it all happen with the stamina to do it all. So welcome, my friends. Welcome, Debbie and Lauren. Hi. Hi. Good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I am. I'm just smiling. You can't see me, but I am just (laughs) smiling because it's, you know, I, I was laughing thinking we are still kind of the same, same, even though we see each other only a few times a year. And usually that's passing each other in, in Nordstrom or, you know, in the grocery store and then Lauren on social media. So I just love the fact that we're doing this together. And I do too. Yes. Absolutely. So I'm going to go ahead and start by saying, let's share, and I'll, I'll start with you, Lauren. Let's share your background and how this amazing Kovacs connection story of a mother and daughter came to be. I want to hear it from your perspective, and then we'll flip to the real OG of the situation. Okay. <laughs> no, I love it. Let's see, what, 23 years? I think 23 years, right? You've been in real estate. 24. Close enough. Yeah. And <laughs> So watching her, you know, as I'm growing up in the car and she was always working, but yet she never missed a school event. She never missed practices, games. My mom was just always there and we went on amazing vacations and just, I had the best childhood ever. So of course, watching that and her being successful, I followed right in her footsteps. And that's something that I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to be there for my kids and give them the best life and yet still be right there for them whenever they needed me. So as soon as I got to college, I said, Hey mom, let's do this. And she's like, no, I'm good. And she had an interview with her and she still told me no. So I had to kind of go figure out myself. And now I look back and I thank her for it. Um, did property management, escrow title, reverse mortgages, did it all. Um, and then finally, when my son was one, I said, now can we work together? I'll think about it. And she made me wait around for like about a week. And finally she said, yeah, duh, let's go. And so then that's kind of how it all started. I love it. And and so I think about when you, you know, got out of school, out of college, you know, you you probably what were you thinking like you wanted to do when you were at, at university? 
Mm, my goodness, well, I changed majors quite a few times, but I had a goal. As many of us do. Yes. Um, it was actually going to go into family studies, um, uh, being a social worker. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. totally different. Yeah, you um, and then that. and then just kind of came back and moved to Irvine and was ready to work with mom. And you know, we're best friends. So I was like, let's go. And that's when she told me, no, I'm good. I love it. It's her version. Let's flip to you. So, and I, I, I truly respect you in that. And I, I love your no bullshit kind of like cut to the chase, but talk a little bit about that when Lauren decided she wanted to work with you. Well, you know, it is like she, she said, you know, growing up, Lauren and I were best friends, you know, since day one, you kind of like you and your daughter and, you know, we're inseparable. We can, you know, we think alike, shop alike, we can answer each other's you know, sentences, questions, it's, it's the craziest thing. It's like being twins, you know, but 23 years apart. Um, but, you know, she came home from college and, you know, she, you know, she did want to work with me and, you know, and I, I said, I, I think one day it'd be absolutely fabulous, but you have to be you, you need to set, you know, the table, you know, carve the path as you will to find out who you are, what you really want and who, who you're going to be. You know, you need to say, I'm Lauren Kovacs. You don't want to be known as Deborah's daughter. You know what I mean? You always work in my shadow if you're not standalone. So in order to do that, you got to go out and you have to live and experience and get educated. If you think real estate's where you want to go, you know, get started in different entities like she did in the mortgage and the title and property management. You know, and then every, every time it was like, I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm like, I, I just don't think you're ready. You know, I mean, every every career she did, I mean, she just killed it. You know, she was the top of her game on, on and everything. And which is what I wanted to see. So when she said, I, I definitely am totally ready, you know, I said, okay, let's interview. Give me a resume. Let's see. And she's like, you've got to be kidding me. I said, no. Showed up with a suit and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's calling me to follow up on her interview, you know, and I just wanted to be sure that she was hundred percent ready because it was going to be a life changing thing for me to bring her on as a partner. And it was going to be life changing for her, very different than, you know, the nine to five job. So she was hundred percent ready. And, you know, for the past 10 years, it's been, you know, really great. Cause you know, I always talk to her 10 times a day anyways, but you know, and see her, but 20, <laughs> 20, 20. <laughs> we don't say anything like, hi, hi. You know what I mean? We just have this addiction to each other, but you know, it's, it's been really great for me because as the market conditions have changed so much, you know, um, you know, she's so great at all the social media and stuff. So it's been such a good partnership. So yeah, it's, it's been wonderful. I love it. Well, you, so Debbie, you have, I mean, you're a girl after my own heart because, you know, since the day I met you, you know, you and Bob always had businesses. I mean, I still have my gorgeous carpeting that I got from you for the the big Christmas tree when you used to do it. Oh, the rugs. Yeah. Oh my God. The rugs. So great. I just think about all your entrepreneurial spirit and, um, and, and who you are. So what made, when, I can't remember when you pivoted and you've been in real estate a long time, but did, I mean, did it just come, you were so good at, you know, homes and designing and, and look and all that. Did it just kind of always come naturally that you thought, well, I'll get into real estate someday? Well, you know, having, you know, been tied to the real estate industry, you know, when we owned our own company that we did all the, um, you know, upgrades and owned the design centers, you know, for the home builders in Orange County, you know, that was 15 years. So it was kind of a real easy transition because I'd been in homes and model homes and, you know, sold all the the upgrades and everything. It was just kind of easy to transition to it, but, you know, and I've been in Kodo for so long, it was just, it was just natural kind of just to go and switch gears into something different. Yeah. Right. Where everybody knows you. 
for it, yeah. whether they know you're not, they see your face everywhere. Grocery carts. I love it. I know. I'll right? go to parties and events and they're like, oh, hi, how are you? And I'm like, I have no clue. And, but they think they know me because they see, you know, you know, all my marketing and like you said, the, the grocery store ads and all the stuff, you know, um, but there's just so many great people that, you know, where we live in our community for so long. I mean, we've lived here for, oh my God, Cindy, how long have we lived here? Well, I've lived here. 34, 34, 34 years. Yeah. Like seriously, that's how long we've known each other. And we're still so that's, that's crazy. We're still so it. young. That's what's so that's amazing. We are. Yes, we are so young. So <laughs> let's take a minute and talk about real estate, because as you know, I've been in the hospitality hotel restaurant world for yeah. my entire career. And, you know, at 9-11, we switched and, and didn't have all eggs in one basket. So we were 100 percent hospitality hotels. And then what happened is when, you know, the world came shutting down for a, a bit yeah. of time, we diversified. And now we do training in, you know, all kinds of well real estate. We do some training like up in Carmel with a lot of different real estate companies and we do training in mm. hospitals, not clinical training or not real estate training on any specifics that's on customer service. It's, you know, in the big offices, law firms, you know, property management, mm -hmm. automotive. We've gotten big into automotive uh, over the past five or six years. But what happened when COVID hit, which I can't even say the word because I hate it so oh much. God, right? I know. It's just, I can't even <clears throat> hope they just get rid of the initials. But when that hit, a lot of people in luxury hospitality, which is where I spend my life, yeah. that were in sales basically pivoted and they all started selling real estate. I'm sure you saw that <laughs> every time you turned around and it was like, and because yeah. there was such a real estate boom, I mean, you were either selling RVs or cars or real estate. Right. That's and, it. That's all and you now doing. I'm seeing many of them that, you know, thought because they were really good in doing a site visit at a luxury hotel, they could just go in and stage a house and then sell it. And now all of a sudden they're going, yeah, it wasn't that easy and I'm moving on. So no, let's talk a little bit about these crazy few years and what are your thoughts on, you know, things in the next one to two years in real estate? Hold on. Let me get my crystal ball. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Be good. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, we don't have a crystal ball and we don't know, like we never saw, you know, the pandemic coming. I mean, look at the 2008 and nine. I mean, you know, we don't have that crystal ball, but you know, I mean, you, if you listen to all the economic reports I and mean, everybody has their own opinion, I just kind of go by what's happening in my own personal business. You know, I mean, you, you can see where, how crazy, I mean, crazy it was for that two and a half years. I mean, you couldn't buy a car, you couldn't buy a house, you know, and, and that's all you did was remodel your house and get the, the low interest rates. And that's where the focus was. But, you know, now that rates are high, you know, and prices were high. People have just gone under a rock and said, I'm good. You know, most everybody's done a refinance and they don't have anywhere to go. And, you know, out of state prices have gotten, you know, expensive as well. So there's just much less urgency for buyers to, to move, you know, so it is kind of, you know, a market that's considerably taken a major turn. You know, if we look at the economic forecast, you know, they're going to say, you know, we're going to see a 10% decrease next year. Interest rates are still going to have our seven this year. It's probably a two-year deal before we see a level market. Is that really going to be true? I don't know. You know, I can tell you, but my own clients, they just want to sit neutral. You know, if we get into the fives, five and a quarter, I think we'll see some buyers that maybe want to say, okay, here we go. You know, like I tell them, you know, you're going to buy low now. And go ahead and, you know, lock in a rate even at a six and a quarter, because when they do go down in a year or two, 
you know, then you can refinance and you've already bought in a house for a couple hundred thousand less. So they're still scared. But what yeah. you're, what we're seeing now is people are like, okay, well, you know, the housing market and the, the car thing, that's just over. That party's over, right? You're not even buying cars. People are buying out their leases because it's more cost effective to buy out your lease than to just go buy a new car right now, right? So they're like, okay, well, let's just travel, get back to the activities we used to do with socializing. And that's what I'm seeing people are doing. You know, they just want to go have fun now. They've been cooped up for so long. Housing market is just really not what they're focusing. Even the, my investors, they're sitting neutral, waiting for the market to go down more to buy some investment properties because, you know, what's what's really paying right now is the rents. I mean, they're out of control. Right. So, you know, if, if you're an investor buying properties now, you know, at, at a discounted price and being able to rent them, that's the market we're going to see. Exactly. Well, I love I love all that. So, you know. Well, yeah, you're ready to go. I I'm, get, I'm happy to get you. Yeah. You want some rental properties? I know. Yeah. And then your I, house, I, got I did get a note from Lauren saying, you know, I've got some people that might want to buy your house. Give me a call. I really do though. No, we know. really do. Can't I know. I know you really do. <laughs> you tell me that. I tell Lefty that all the time. I mean, you know, believe me, it, my, my income tax will be a lot less if I move to my farm in Iowa or Michigan. So yeah, right. But, oh, for you know, sure. she kind of likes this house and everything. I don't know. We'll I know. Everybody does. We don't, we have nowhere to go. That's the problem. I know. Yeah. But you know, it doesn't mean you can't call and say, Hey, let me talk to you again. I love it. Right. Okay. Right. Now I'm persistent, nobody. I'm persistent. I know you are, and I love that about you. You're like me. We're like pit bulls. We just go for it. You know, we don't yeah, give up. Exactly. So when you think about, uh, I think the fact that it's it's so great to be successful and be proud about it. I think you know. I just did a speech uh, a month ago to a huge group of young people on imposter syndrome because I just can't even believe it. I mean, when our kids were growing up, we never even heard that term, and they definitely weren't imposters. They were the real McCoy, isn't that right, Lauren? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They were who they were. Take it mm -hmm. or leave it. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I do have to tell one quick story that, that people like Lefty always talks about when and Lauren, I think you're like, what, a year or two years older than, than Jesse, but um, really close in age. But you, we were at our other house over by you and you were up in the the kind of our office, home office up there. And you're calling over to the Kodo Club and she, <laughs> you got your, like calling and saying, this is what we want to order. We're coming in. We'll be riding our bikes down there. And Lefty walked down and said, what are you doing? We're ordering our lunch. We're going to the club. We're going to the pool. I mean, this was like your life. Okay. I know. I know. I, I know. But that was not normal then. Now you just pick up at Uber Eats and this is what I know. You, do, you know, back then that was odd for a kid to call and say, I'm riding my bikes over. No, no kid rides their bikes over to the club now in order. So this doesn't happen. They need to. But anyway, you know, when you think about what it takes to be successful. You know, Southern California, and I've said this from moving here from the Midwest and then living in Houston where we lived before we moved here and seeing how many people I know that moved into this, into not just Orange County, but LA, Southern California, that, you know, land of opportunity, we're going to make it, you know, we're, we're going to just be great and literally couldn't take the pressure. I mean, salespeople that worked for Lefty when he had his office in Sherman Oaks, they couldn't take the heat. They couldn't take the commute on the 405. And I would see him <laughs> drop like flies because right. everybody thinks it's the land of, you know, you know, sun and fun. And it is, this is tougher yeah. to me to be successful than it is in New York city. In New York city where I'm in all the time, you basically don't have to have a car. You go from one office to another, you make it happen. It's just going hundred miles an hour. This is a tough place to be successful and people don't get it. Oh, they think it just, it just falls. I mean, yeah. what do you say, you know, obviously growing up here, um, what do you say that it really takes to be truly successful 
in this environment, even before COVID and all of that here in Southern California? Truth, it would have to be, be yourself. I think that everybody is trying to fit in with others. I've seen, I'm not just saying everybody, but I've seen a lot of people try to fit in or try to be someone they're not. And being who you are and true to yourself is what's kind of bringing the success full circle with your family, with your work, just your friends, your community is just the best. Exactly. And, and, there, and, and so I love that from your point of view, Lauren, because that's the truth. I mean, you know, you went to school here, you know, it very, I mean, it's a privileged lifestyle where you grew up and the schools you went to and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I remind people every day that it didn't just happen. Your parents didn't just plop you there. You had to, they had to climb and fight and work hard. Nobody just was handed, you know, inherited a a boatload of money. I think the problem I I love, and again, I'm not, I love Kodo, but I will say when I go to the dry cleaners or I'm at one of the little local stores and they say, you know, we don't accept checks. I'm laughing hilarious because that, right. that yeah. must mean they bounce a lot. Okay. And, <laughs> and then you see that, you know, and over time, and we won't mention names or anything like that, but over time, some of the, their neighbors in the past went from driving a minivan to a Bentley and then all, you know, all hell breaks loose. And they're you know, back to the minivan. Like, yeah, right. They're back to the minivan. So I think that knowing who you are and not extending yourself to try to be something right. you're not is what everyone in this part of the, the, you know, world needs to focus on. But for you, Debbie, what do you think? Like, I know what I had to do to, to try to raise a daughter so that she felt good about, you know, who she was, you know, what do you think is advice to moms that are raising kids, you know, like, like you guys and, and, you know, think about it with, with Lauren. I, I think that you and I were both always on the same page with our girls is, you know, to raise independent women. I mean, it's fantastic to have the family and the husband, all that, but, you know, you need to be who you are too. Don't put, you know, something aside, like just because you want to be a mom for 18 years or, you know, 20, whatever it's going to be, doesn't mean you still can't be what you want to be and to shuffle, you know, the, the kids and the mom and the wife and the house and all that. Yeah, it, it, it was not an easy job to do all that, but I would not turn the clock back and trade it because my kids, like Lauren said, they watched me work hard. But, you know, if it was eight to two, I'd drop them, pick them up at two. And then I was all about them after two o'clock, you know, and it was a small window to get a lot of stuff done. But they saw what it what it took to have the life that, you know, they had opportunities from watching what I did. And and I think that's for, especially for Lauren, that's what's made her who she is today is seeing how, you know, I was able to shuffle along and still live all my dreams and be successful, you know? So, right. And I love like Lauren, yeah. Like Lauren, your social media, when I see you going to an appointment or going to a showing and your darling little girls in the car seat in the back. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't have a choice for a while. Yeah. I didn't have a choice. They didn't take her. There's no room with daycare. Mm-hmm. But exactly. But see, that's like me. I pulled Jesse out of school one week a month and she saw the world, you know, they're studying yeah. pyramids and she's actually at the pyramids, right? In Egypt. Right. So, so it worked out well. So it as, works. yeah, it works. And that's what I think people don't get. They think, and I think that the respect level that both sons and daughters have, and you have both, is that they see a mom. It's not, I'm not discounting dads and working and all that, but when they see See a mom that actually can do it all and is successful uh-huh. in uh-huh. their job and and loves it and is laughing and having a good time. Boys, I think, look to girls that they're dating or whatever, and they think, 
you're not kind of, you look like you just want to stay home and I got to work my ass off for you. (laughs) You know, don't you think? I mean, and then girls are like, no, Braylon said he had a a crush on someone and he finally told me who it was. He's 11. And when he told me who the the little young lady was, I said, yeah, that makes sense. She she reminds me of myself 100%. Yeah. (laughs) Total makes sense. I I know. Exactly. Total. Yeah. You're like, yep. Check. Got it. Yeah, and they so, say they marry like their moms. We'll see. I know that's what they say. We hope so. But well, no, we're only crushing right now. So let that yeah. just, I mean, he's only 11. We don't want yeah, to let it be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, working as a family isn't always easy. I know Jessica works obviously for Lefty and I, and, you know, and she's our top, one of our top producers in sales and doing an incredible job. And I, where she that from. Huh. I know. Yeah. And she's a kick, kick ass on that regard, but you know, I mean, there are moments and I know like you probably have moments too, where she's just like, mom, mom, just stop, you know, it just stops. <laughs> So I think you two work really well together. You're total queens. You, sh- you know, share a little bit about, you know, how working like that, how do you two, I know you obviously have arguments or have moments because we all do, but no, we don't. No, I, I bite my tongue. So that's, that's how that works. Um, I'm going to tell Jesse. I will say, yeah. Bite I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to have to call you back. And then I give myself five minutes and then I'll call, call her back. You still got to respect your mom. Right. But then at yeah. the same time, we are, like I so said, we can finish each other's sentences. We can, we can just look at each other and just know exactly what we're thinking. But then you have that moment where we will have difference of opinions. And that's just because she's stuck in her ways. I have my own ways because we are two completely different people. Different generations. Well, that too. Right. I was going to say it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, that is, we are, we do handle things a little different. But, you know, when you call for her opinion, you take it and then you just kind of spin it to make it your own. But no, we don't, we don't fight. We, we don't fight. fight. Well, that's good. Every good. day at 7 well, We don't really fight. We just, Jesse just says to me, I'll, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, exactly. See, yeah, right. yeah. and you breathe yeah. and you come she, back. She Even when we're on vacations and stuff, I can tell, you know, because I always have to run the show. It's just who I am. And, you know, sometimes I'm thinking, oh, that's probably not what Lauren wants to do, but it's okay. It's just all good. She's just going to follow my lead. She's, she's more um, like her dad that way. She doesn't do confrontation. You yeah. Know? That's why she'll exactly. hang up and uh, call you back and I'm busy, whatever. But we've never really fought. The only time we fought when you were like 12 to 15, you know, your identity crisis age. Wow. That's about it. Um, no, I do. You know, and I, give each other an update of like, hey, what do you have on the books today? What's going on with escrows, her escrows, my escrows, um, buyers. I mean, we, so we kind of are in the know with everything. And then I know where we are. So if she doesn't answer the phone, for example, I'll know where she's at. Or, hey, she's on a listing appointment. Why is she there so long? I'm missing the search party out and I'm going to go do a drive by to make sure she's good. So it's just, it works. I don't know. What I love it. No, I absolutely love it and admire it. And I think that what's, and it's funny you said 12 to 15, because everybody that works to me that's younger and has younger kids, they say, oh, the terrible twos. I go, no, the twos aren't bad at all. Are you kidding me? No. no. Yeah. 12. I go 12 and it was 12, 13, 14, 15. Once even 16 came, things got a little easier. Now they're driving. Oh yeah, for but sure. 12 to 15, I was like, I'm going to travel way more. I'm going to. Oh do yeah. That. I know. It was very <laughs> hard. And you know, lefty, lefty can handle this. That's when could, the, the, the men in love, you know, my husband was like, oh, you're exaggerating. She didn't say or do that. Oh, please. 
kids. He thought she did no wrong. Okay. Still don't do anything wrong. <laughs> no, well, Bob and Lefty are a lot like alike right, in, right. That, in that area. That's why it's so funny when Jesse was on the swim team and the coded swim team and oh. all that. And she and he complained about something about there was no pictures of her. One of the moms said, Okay, here you go. You're now in charge of you know photography. He had to go yeah, right fly in Russia. <laughs> Good. I said, Lefty, be careful what you wish for. Uh-huh. So the other thing about you, I mean, we can live this fun life, this glamorous life, but I will say from the moment I've known you, which is that we all know is a long time, you've worked so hard and are very successful, but you've remained so humble. To me, you are so down to earth. And can you, I'm going to ask just a, like a, like a normal story. I'll start with you, Lauren, like just growing up in Kodo, a fond memory of just being a kid, right? Other than I'm a Kodo girl and I look like a dream. I think mm. we'll put that in the notes. My I was word. waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I might have to do a little of that later. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I would have to say one of my favorite memories is again, living that lived a very privileged childhood was going to the country club and would ride my scooter right here down San Miguel because that's where Cotto stopped was San Miguel and I would ride my scooter with my golf clubs on back and I would ride it to the club and I'd go golfing and I would get my lunch and golf 36 holes and come home and it's amazing and then I think we lived on all different types of streets here Mm -hmm. in Cotto when we first started and you just got to know new friends and it was awesome because like I said all the kids now that you go to school with right? Everybody's here. And then now, as we all went away from college, you're looking and selling houses of the houses you used to party in. Um, <laughs> you know, like, oh, no, I know this floor, but now, now there's a secret door over here, you know, because it just, it came full circle. So and I think that's one of those things that it's very lucky to live and work in this community because you just, you know, everybody. And yeah, you have the all, those, part, for the most all part. those fond memories. And I love that. And, you know, I think that it's, you know, I think about, well, we, we both, we lived on this two same streets together. So yeah, I mean, with you had that gorgeous brick driveway, I always used to say, oh my gosh. Right. Right. Um, So Debbie, give us a memory of yours that uh, you think about, you know, with the kids growing up and Kodo, a fond memory of this great uh, community. Mm, God, there's so many, cause you know, we've been here for so long, you know, but you know, you go back and, you know, when the club first, opened when we were, you know, in a trailer with rocks back there and, you know, a popcorn machine. And those was the best times meeting every new member coming into Kodo. Cause we were like, you know, the 12th person to sign up, you know, being a member now for 34 years. I mean, you know, you've seen so many great things happen in our community. So there's, there's a lot of memories. Um, I think some of the greatest memories was actually the neighborhood that I first met you when we were all neighbors and the kids were all so young and outside playing and pool hopping and, you know, but I will never forget this. And I could tell the story and Lauren finally disposed what? of them. Thank the Lord. Shelly's red card. No, 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 no. Is we decided you and I, with our busy schedules and raising kids, we were going to make our own candy canes. Yeah. Oh, yes. We had that. I still want those. We had that 18 wheeler truck come down Seacliff, drop off all the plywood. We were in the street, sawing candy canes, painting them and putting them in our yard and all the neighbors. I'll never forget what a great thing and all the kids helping. It was really was a great thing. I love it. It was. And we had got bought all those saws. We're making cakes. And how oh my God, we have had social media at the time. That oh, we would have gone viral. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the stuff we oh, did. We had children totally remember. Yes. We and mm-hmm. all the driveways were lined with those candy canes. And we uh-huh. just. Yeah. The whole street. So, 
we were, I would actually like this for my house now. So if you guys want to start making those again, let me know. I'm good. We can go right on Amazon. Give them the Yeah. <laughs> and then why would I do that now? <laughs> but we can, we can have, we can help you do that as a craft Lauren for your little ones. Okay. All right. Deal. Craft deal. All right. Well, the last thing I'm going to ask, because obviously, you know, this is called my secrets to stamina because nobody can believe that I just keep going because I figure I'm going to keep going till whenever I can't go. Right. Last I'm, breath. I'll, I'll still be there. That's what it is. Right. Yeah. So share with our listeners, your secrets to stamina, obviously, although you're two very similar, you have your different secrets to work life balance, but I'll start with you, Debbie. What is uh, your secret to how you keep this energy and this, this pizzazz going in spirit. So tell us about that. Oh, I think it's, you know, part of the personality that, you know, you're born with, if you're high energy, ADD, whatever you are, you know, um, it's, I get up in the morning and it's like, okay, I've got my sticky already ready for, you know, for what I posted last night of what I have to do. I already know what I'm doing. The second I get up, you know, you get up, you go to the gym. You, I mean, I get up and I move the second I get up. Um, and I don't stop, but I think that the key thing is to be organized. I mean, I don't think I could have ever raised my children, built my house, everything that I ever did. Um, if I wasn't a super organized person, and even if you're not, you need to figure out how to be organized. It's just, it will run on clockwork, your housekeeper, your car cleaner, whatever you're doing in your life. I mean, it's calendared. I'm old school. I use post-it notes and I have a day timer and it's all right there. And I know exactly to the minute where I am all the time. If, even if that's carving out lunch with girls or whatever I'm doing, I just think you have to be organized. You got to be motivated, you know, and you just, you got to be committed to what you want in life, whether it's personal or business, you know, the commitment and the follow through is going to get you where you want to be. If you really want it, giving up is just not an option. Exactly. I totally agree. And I think that it's positive to be like this. So when other people think you're just going hundred miles an hour and it's no, this is what I love. So yeah. oh, tell us, sure. Lauren, tell us what your thoughts are. I would have to say for me, it's going to be coffee and my mother mm-hmm. coffee. I get up at three 30 in the morning. I have a little yeah. different schedule than her. Um, as I've got the two kids going to school, I have an 11 and a one-year-old. So my Schedule's a little bit different. Uh, I gotta get them out the, I have to get them out the door by, you know, 7 a.m., two kids and everything. So I'm up early to make sure everything on my post-it notes and my cross is crossed off. So when I'm doing, let's say that kid drop off from seven to eight, I know I'm not missing computer time where most people are getting up, right? Because I've already done it. So a lot of my legwork is done between four and six a.m. Wow, I must. Yeah, right. And then what I'm like, is. okay, now so when I get back by 8:15 and getting everything, you know, ready to go, getting dressed out the door, I feel like I'm already ahead of most. Yeah. That's and good. Call back, respond, whatever it is. And yeah. when you know that that thing when you're on vacation, you know when you're about to go on vacation, you get more things done before you go on vacation, right? Mm-hmm. That goes back to that little window that you have where you've got so much to do because it does become kid time and family time. Right. Exactly. You get so much done from, you know, that four to six and that, you know, eight to two. Now, what time do you go to bed? <laughs> oh, lights out 8 PM. No joke. The whole house. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's good. You know, my son gets up early. He likes it too. So we're, we are, we are early birds, but the organization and, you know, mom does help me stay organized. I will give her that. Um, oh dear Lord. Yes. yes. I do run on a schedule. We are, you, we are very predictable with the schedule. Well, but- that's good. My pantry is never as organized as her. So she comes over and helps me out. Well, nothing in our house. I'll never forget one of my very first Christmas parties, just as one fond more memory. When I have this gorgeous big home in this coat closet and I've got 
messy things. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, I'll be back in just a little bit. She like left the party, went out. I don't know if she must have gone to her house, got a bunch of gorgeous, the felt hangers, whatever, comes back. Here we go. That's right. Gorgeous fabric. (laughs) I know. Beautiful. I mean, it it was black, white, pink, yellow, and, you know, the dry clean hangers. And you have guests coming to hang their stuff on that, dear Lord. (laughs) Lord. But that's why we stayed so close to this day. Well, I just cannot thank you both enough. This has been so great. Thanks again. And for everyone, we hope you're enjoying all these new episodes in 2023. Next time, I'm going to connect with a dear friend I met through Engage, the Luxury Wedding Summits. Miss Joanne Gregoli, she has an amazing story, gives the world a really good picture of perseverance, and it really does give you a whole new name. If you know her from her incredible luxury events, she's a master of her class. Listen in, hear more about raising six kids as a single mother and how she ran her business with the trials and tribulations of life. Anyway, thanks everybody, and I'll see you next time.